You guys see this headline? Uh, CEO posted crying selfie after layoffs to show executives are, quote, normal people, too. Succession. <laughs> the CEO of HyperSocial, which specializes in services like optimizing LinkedIn posts, faced criticism for the uh, making lay- the layoffs about himself, but said he simply wanted to share his journey. In my defense, <laughs> my company is fake and should not exist. <laughs> what do you do? You specialize in making LinkedIn posts? That's right. <laughs> optimizing LinkedIn What does LinkedIn that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It means probably a billion-dollar valuation. Why don't we have one of these companies? <laughs> the CCP banged Dogecoin and Bitcoin to gain even more control. Disgusting. They've ended any <laughs> chance they have to become a respected global superpower. <laughs> and that's from some guy with like a cartoon Dogecoin, but the they made the Dogecoin look soy somehow. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh my god, it really does look soy. Right? It's so cool to still be a Dogecoin guy, just like a victim of a pump and dump that's like (laughs) old at this point. Like, NFTs have already come and gone, and this guy's still holding on to this, like, (laughs) meme from... If this existed in 2012, he would be holding, like, Trollface coin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Me gusta coin. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But he's... This poor bastard is still getting pumped, and it's going to be a great big dump once he's finally finished. (laughs) (laughs) Still getting pumped for his great big dump. Very nice. You guys see uh, the newest Tesla Tesla sort of of related thing? No, what's up? Uh, somebody, some guy, well, alright, so a video went around Twitter of, like, uh, some generic, uh, car with the, um, you know, auto driving technology or whatever against a Tesla where they put, like, a fake baby in front of both of them, and the other car just stops in front of the child, and the Tesla just goes, boom, right through it. (laughs) Just the kid, like, explodes. I did see that, and I saw the awesome people defending it. Yes, that's what I was gonna, that's what I'm- Like, the car should do that. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of these guys, one of the chief perpetrators of uh, defending that, he went on his own thread, he said, is there anyone in the Bay Area with a child who can run in front of my car? Dude. on full self-driving beta <laughs> to make a point. I promise I won't run them over. I saw that. <laughs> this is real. This is completely real. What was the uh, what was the car that didn't kill the baby? I have no idea. Like a Lincoln or something. <laughs> Lincoln. That's what, that's the Matthew McConaughey is going to narrate in the new commercials. <laughs> it won't kill your baby. It's going to be a commercial of Matthew McConaughey almost hitting a child. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lincoln outstretches robot arms and gently picks up the baby, setting it on the side of the road. The Tesla runs it over <laughs> and backs up and goes over, back and forth. <laughs> Until the baby's reduced to a fine pace, cannot be identified. Therefore, you won't be charged. <laughs> and neither will Tesla. Neither will Tesla. There were some, uh, there were some people that actually replied to that guy. Seriously, like... Yeah, oh, you no. can run me over. No, one guy was like, oh, I- I've got a kid, and it- it's good, fine by me. I just got to convince the wife. And he's like, hey, folks, turns out I'm getting divorced. <laughs> no, he said the wife is uh, good with it, and we're, we're wow. going to go ahead with it. I don't know. I should check up on this. <laughs> can only imagine what goes on in that home. <laughs> if in a few months we find out about, you know, three people trying to cover up the vehicular homicide of a baby, <laughs> then <laughs> we'll know what happened. Oh, here's something, right? Uh, Liz Cheney was compromised to a permanent end in Wyoming. Yes, she was. Who defeated her? A real patriot? Yeah, CrossFit yeah. lawyer. Hell Wait, yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <A> CrossFit <laughs> lawyer? They're Trump's favorites. 
That's uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. I mean, she's not a lawyer, but she's a CrossFit lady, right? Is she? She's definitely. That's the video of her like hurting her back on yeah, the pull-up doing, bar, doing that like <laughs> violent thing. I. It would be funny if she was a lawyer. <laughs> she might be the best lawyer in whatever state she's from. And then I wonder if Sarah Palin. Here I'll look. Sarah Palin's running for something. Yeah, Sarah Palin is running to take the one uh, House seat in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> From who, like, Boki Terman? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, wow. So, Alaska adopted ranked choice voting for the first time ever this election. And the way oh. it works is the top four candidates uh, you vote on in this election, and then there'll be subsequent elections where they just knock the bottom guy off, and based on whoever you ranked second... Mm-hmm. Uh, your vote goes to them, and so on and so forth. So, in first place, with the uh, Republican vote divided, was this guy, Peltola, a Democrat. In second place was Palin, hmm. uh, meaning she'll move on to the next election. And in third place was this guy, Begich, who's from, like, an Alaskan <laughs> political power broker's family. <laughs> like, his uncle was the Democratic senator from 09 to 15, and his grandfather was the senator for, like, 30 years before he was replaced by this guy, Don Young, who <laughs> died. And this guy was Don Young's number two, groomed to take the seat. He's he's in a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, and then this dynasty was just defeated by Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking awesome. How does how does Sarah Palin defeat like the descendant of the people who own the last gold mine in America? I bet it's because Sarah Palin says the election was rigged and stolen, and that other guy is sort of reticent to say it. Uh, yes, I believe that is exactly the case. That's what's been turning every one of these geo- these establishment GOP candidates yeah. in all of these races is whether or not they think the election was stolen. <laughs> it's really pretty incredible. It's awesome. It's why Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are going to keep their seats. And so he just has to go back to his Alaskan mansion, which is like, what, like a rancher-style yeah, all- house? <laughs> Dude, they're going to take him out back and shoot him. Like, yeah. this guy was raised to win this election. This guy was literally born to do it. I was, he I, did all I was the born correct to do it. things. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like when a police dog retires it. and can't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't do anything else. He's only supposed to do this. He can't go work in the cannery. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, very fucking cool. Sarah Palin will be probably. So, so combined, they have about double the Democrat guy's votes. So once that uh, guy knocks right. off, Sarah Palin will easily defeat Mike Pol- Peltola. That's crazy. Or whatever. The return yeah. of Sarah Palin. The return of Sarah Palin to national politics. There's Italians in Alaska. <laughs> I guess there was one, and he, <laughs> he thought lost. he could win off that. Yeah. <laughs> and he did win the Democratic primary. <laughs> Now, I don't think we ever got to bring this up when it happened on the show, so I'm just, I gotta bring it up now. Uh, after Ivana died, like, like maybe a week after we recorded our episode of Michael Baxter talking about Ivana, uh, they buried her <laughs> on a Trump golf course in New Jersey, <laughs> just it, like in the backyard of the golf course. And then they were able to legally change the, you know, the tax status of that golf course to a cemetery. That is hilarious. It's completely true. And it happened <laughs> like a month ago. That, if that it's brilliant, it's so fucking cool, man. 
I told that to my coworker, and he was like, damn, like, it's crazy. Like, Biden's so senile, and Trump is just a master still. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's his takeaway. I know. I was yeah. like, wow. He's like, shit, king of the deal. Yeah, yeah Trump is doing local ordinance scams in between being the president. Yeah. You can probably, that's probably only in the, like the laws in New Jersey that you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got half, you know, one half of his golf course has like four pigs in a pen and the other half has his dead wife. <laughs> yeah. Bob Menendez. Wait, no. You know, I was going to say someone else, but it probably works for Bob Menendez too. Bob Menendez probably has his fucking uh, backyard with all the bodies in it uh, categorized as a cemetery so he doesn't have to pay any property tax. Very true. I was gonna... legally a crypt keeper. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the best-dressed leftist podcast recorded exclusively in the Hamptons. I am your host, Hampton Joe. Uh, give me a second. Could be Danny Dior. Danny Dior. Okay, sure. Why not, Matt? You can you can make up mine every every episode. I don't know about I don't I don't know about that. I'll need a I'll need a bigger writing credit. We'll figure that out. And I don't see why I need a stylist when I shop so much I can speak Italian. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> All right. I am happy to have returned from my sojourn of um, mm -hmm. ditching recording the podcast for a week. <laughs> we uh, put them back together, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we told him you died. <laughs> yeah. I did die. That's true. Uh, Matt reanimated me. Uh, mostly to talk about fashion, folks. And this mm -hmm. week we're talking about Jill Biden, how she looks like shit. <laughs> it, the Donald Trumpification of the Republican Party. <laughs> Everyone's Joan Rivers. Let's get into it. That's... Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we are returning to the classic Boomer Death Squad segment, the fashion corner, folks. Uh, we've got a Missy Crane article, of course, to start out uh, in Wayne Dupree. Who's dressing this woman? Jill Biden's tacky vacation dress causes many to miss stylish Melania. <laughs> I'm getting so mad at Jill Biden's vacation dress. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand how you can get mad at this dress. It's very. It's filling me with so much joy. <laughs> it, when Trump gets reelected, he should start wearing like fur coats. You know, like he should ditch the traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. presidential overcoat for like a big ass long like a bear pelt style yeah. with a top hat yeah with a top hat Trump should wear a chain he'd look like like the villain in pinocchio or something he'd look like he was trying to take pinocchio if he dressed like that. is that the plot is that what happens to pinocchio i think that's the first uh struggle in pinocchio is a evil man who dresses like that named Stromboli tries to take him. Okay. I guess I've never seen Pinocchio. <laughs> make him work in the puppet show. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, let's, let's get into this one here, folks. Who on earth is dressing Jill Biden? I am starting to think it's an undercover Trump voter. Here we go one, we go all. <laughs> 
We're humiliated daily by Senile Joe, and now we've got Jill walking around looking like Alice Cooper in a baby doll dress. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's tight. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This latest getup she's wearing is a real doozy. Now, I know we're used to Jill looking as if she's wearing tablecloths or shower curtains, but today she's mixed it up a bit. This dress actually looks more like the hokey old curtains at Old Country Buffet. Classic (laughs) Republican restaurant. Hey, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not a Republican article if there's not a reference to treats. (laughs) And that's like Cracker Barrel, but for like, if you're like extra racist It's like Honky Barrel. Yeah, that's Honky Barrel. (laughs) That's Honky Tonky Barrel. (laughs) Jill and her family are on vacation again. Daily Mail reported that Jill hit the slopes in Kiowa Island Sunday afternoon with her granddaughter Finnegan Biden and daughter-in-law Melissa Cohen. Why would you name your fucking daughter Finnegan? <laughs> Finnegan. <laughs> Dickheads. They're Irish. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, that's cruel. <laughs> the... This is my daughter, Andrew. Like... <laughs> Uh, images of the first lady shopping with Hunter Biden's wife and daughter were obtained exclusively by DailyMail.com. Hunter Biden's married? Uh, I thought he was divorced from this woman. Maybe not. It's Bo Biden's wife. I I thought, are they talking about her? Or maybe it's another, who knows? It'd be a different woman. I think it's the the evil white South African he was, like, with, uh, when Joe got, uh, inaugurated. No, right, right. (laughs) Uh, here's Jill out and about shopping while on vacation. The photo is an exclusive from Daily Mail. And now, folks, I've, I've provided uh, Joe and Matt with this image here. She does look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this is just an insane dress. It, it looks really stupid. <laughs> the head <laughs> hole is like, it includes half her shoulders. <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like she's like fallen into quicksand or something. And she's sunk up to her shoulders. It sits so weird. Every dress they put her in has, like, weird shoulders. She looks terrible. Folks, she looks like shit. She looks like a Sith Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The slight curve to the top of the dress. You can't even call it a collar because it's, like... There is no collar. It's, like, one large band. Like, it looks like you could, like, put it on from the top or the bottom. Folks, you would not catch me in this dress. (laughs) Yeah. You can see more photos of Jill and the Bidens here. <laughs> they provide a link. I don't know what that uh, links to. It provided a link. As soon as I clicked on it, my computer turned off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now there's a man meeting me in a parking garage asking me questions. <laughs> in all honesty, I've always thought Jill Biden was a very pretty woman. She's got a great figure and takes care of herself. Has to understand that every MAGA man does want to sleep with Jill Biden. <laughs> right, right. Well, this is Missy, but again, I, I really think that it's Wayne. Yeah, exactly. And Wayne either way, you're fuck- writing to your audiences. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, Jill Biden's not, like, ugly. She's just, like, 75, you know? And who's dressing her? They're making her look like shit, folks. Yeah, exactly. They're not picking her outfits out well. <laughs> I like the horse dress she has. The horse dress rocks. <laughs> If they dressed her the right way, she could literally look gorgeous, dot, 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 but they don't. (laughs) They should put her in, like, Vivian Westwood dresses. (laughs) One minute they're dressing her like she's 98 years old with bowls of fruit on her dress, and the next minute they've got her wearing outfits made for a 20-something. She's just, like, yeah, wearing, like, Yeezys. She's smoking a Yeah, she has short shorts on and one of those really big Yeezy hoodies. (laughs) Yeah. Like biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Melania, who is arguably the most stylish flotist we've ever had, was treated like a gross leper. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump sent her to an island. <laughs> she had to live in a colony. <laughs> While our insane propaganda media hails Dr. Jill as some kind of fashion plate. Plate? Fashion plate? Fashion plate. Okay. Some kind I'm of serving fashion up a plate. plate of fashion. <laughs> what are we to believe, folks? Okay. No, it's sheer lunacy. Jill reminds me of Bette Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. She attaches this picture, which what is, is fucking... It's, ter- it's a really creepy picture. Just, again, a movie that came out in 1957 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, no. It's in black and white. Yeah, exactly. Like, totally writing to your audience. It's, uh... It's a scary picture. Folks. This reminds me of one of the three movies that existed in 1957. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Jane is like the first ever like anti-abortion movie made or something. I've never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, you're no, watching. I, I made that up, but oh. yeah, there were three movies. You're watching that I'm or like to be a joke. Uh, <laughs> the Spaniard who crossed me, <laughs> or, <laughs> or that uh, the one with the train that goes towards the screen. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and the Spaniard is like John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the train that goes towards the screen <laughs> and you jump every time yeah it always gets you <laughs> yeah just the, just a theater full of people who watch it then they get out and they get back in line to watch it <laughs> <laughs> every time they dive out of their seats like whoa <laughs> yeah, and these are the people that missy crane writes these articles for <laughs> yes yes i'm sorry but a woman who was born in 1951 should not wear baby doll dresses in 2022. And that purse thing she's holding looks like a diaper for Joe. Owned. <laughs> Apologies for the cattiness. I am just so over this awful woman. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very diaper-esque clutch. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Wayne, you don't have to apologize for your cattiness, girlfriend. Like, next season, Balenciaga is going to drop these diaper clutches and we're all going to wish we had them. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just a tragically bad fashion sense. Jill is looking rough. Her husband's failed presidency and his declining mental state must be getting to her. This is bizarre. It like takes a weirdly sympathetic position on Jill Biden. It's yeah. not like she's the uh, Edith Wilson ruling the country. Which is what a lot of conservatives think. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. <laughs> they're like they're like her husband's going nuts on TV. They're dressing her like shit, this poor woman. <laughs> When she was first installed, Jill looked bright and fresh. Now she looks haggard, tired, and worn out. Being the number one handler for a man who can't find his way off a six-foot stage must be exhausting. I hope Biden just starts sprinting now. Like he's standing somewhere and he just dashes away. <laughs> you have to go get... And the president <laughs> is moving. <laughs> Secret Service just has to be like ready to sprint at any moment. They, they have a big net. Yeah. <laughs> They're chasing him like a greased pig. He just keeps slipping out of their grasp. <laughs> <laughs> he's sweating profusely. He's sweating through his clothes, but he keeps moving. <laughs> He takes the off Irish all his clothes. Him. He's so slippery, they can't get a hold on him. They're all slipping and falling in the mud. Oh, man, this is great. Fox News. Fox News is like, is the president really fit to rule? <laughs> <laughs> Sweating like a pig. <laughs> this latest tragic outfit from Jill has sparked many to Miss Melania, and you can't blame them. 
here's what people online are saying. And so this is, <laughs> yes, the classic Wayne Dupree uh, move of just taking a bunch of maybe not real tweets. Yeah, they could write these tweets. Ab- absolutely could just be Missy or Wayne. Again, Mad Men-style writing room of just Wayne and all his different personalities <laughs> coming up with one-liners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yelling at each other. Exactly, they're fighting. Okay. <laughs> well, you don't deserve credit. <laughs> Let's run through a couple of these uh, quotes. Honest question, who is dressing this woman? Imagine looking at that dress in the mirror and thinking, okay, looks great. The top of that dress looks like a fan belt. I don't. I don't know what that is. Like, uh, not not important. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the top of that dress. We went from classy to trashy. Ugh. <laughs> Tim Allen sent that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The U.S. used to have class, ass, and grass. And grass. <laughs> now we got no class, no ass, and fentanyl. <laughs> Very true. Speak on it, brother. <laughs> is it me, or is Jill, or is Jill, is starting to look like Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> I like that one because yeah. I like Star Wars, and I like how it's written in Jar Jar speak. <laughs> is it me, or is Jill is? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, it's very not progressive to call that Jar Jar speak. Yeah, seriously, bro. <laughs> I now know why the FBI raided Melania's wardrobe. They were looking for fashion tips for our current disaster of a flotus. <laughs> that is the best part of the Trump raid, where they're like, yeah, they they were going through Melania's underwear drawer. <laughs> There's a bunch of FBI agents in, like, polos and lanyards who are all acting like Polly Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> flotus. Frumpy lady of the United States. Oh, got her. Dude, you're frumpy. (laughs) Melania was royalty compared to this court clown. My God, he acts like a mental patient and she dresses like one. Melania was treated like garbage. So excuse me for not caring one bit about this frumpadump's feelings. (laughs) A lot of frump in this (laughs) recurring theme in these insults. Yeah, I think we should note that. Uh, round back to uh, what we were saying at the beginning of this, that these are not real tweets. Is there nobody on her team with enough compassion to fire her stylist? I agree. Take them out to the wall. Yeah. No, Joe Biden has to do it. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Uh, And that was the last one, and Missy uh, rounds it up here with this last sentence. The Bidens are just so embarrassing. On to our favorite segment, the ads. Oh, yes. Uh, we haven't been on Wayne Dupree. Well, maybe we have, and I don't remember, but we haven't done the ads in a bit. Number one, first one we got is a picture of a little blue pill. Urologist, 80% of men with ED don't know about this easy fix. Try tonight. This is by advertiser Vigor Now. Vigor Now, buy our Tiger Swag Energy Pill. (laughs) Available at any gas station. The next one is, it's Follow Wayne on Rumble, and I guess it's probably a clip of their podcast, and it's just... <laughs> the, the, that's the gang right there. You know, they got the gang, picture of the gang, it's a, an American flag that says Ultra MAGA, and uh, Hell yeah. Dem Party rumored to be funding millions to MAGA candidates. It's hardly a rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor. In the Colorado Republican primary, Democrats spent more money than Republicans. And I wonder what Wayne has to say about that. What, what does he think of this? Good. Good. Uh, next one we've got. It's a uh, limited time offer. Never forget 9-11 shirt. Only $5. <laughs> it's, 
it's you know the twin towers it says never forget 911 that's as much as the mission barbecue 911 never forget cup costs <laughs> <laughs> uh next is that i think we've read this one on the show before but it's, it's a favorite fan favorite fan favorite it's a Sean Hannity ad gold co is the precious metals company that i recommend to my audience friends and family <laughs> and again it's just a completely unsourced Sean Hannity quote he probably never said this oh definitely not it's just over a picture of him Perfect. and then it says request free kit what does that mean? I do not know. That's the gold kit. You get a gold tester. <laughs> yeah. A little piece of gold to practice on. Uh, next one is a classic Wayne Dupree uh, poll. Should Juneteenth replace July 4th as America's Independence Day? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say uh, yes, ironically. And as always, there's yes, no, and not sure. <laughs> yeah, with 150,000 votes. I'm not sure. I'm wishy-washy on the idea. <laughs> I could go either way. I'm on way. the fence. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be convinced. Uh, next one, free veterans cremation guide. <laughs> cremation guide. It's how to do it at home. It's by something called the Neptune Society. The Neptune Society. <laughs> what the fuck is this? We must explore Neptune. There are secret. There yeah. are secret bases on Neptune. Uh, maybe we should try and request a pamphlet. Uh, they'll cremate us. <laughs> and the last one was for a local HVAC company. Um, and we're gonna move on here, folks. Uh, away from the conservative fake news media and onto the real news media of the libs. I'm excited. I'm excited for some like fair truth <laughs> instead of all this uh, conservative uh, hokey pokey. Yeah, I'm excited for a reputable news source. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And did we bring up the FBI raid on Trump at any point? Before like two minutes ago, oh, probably not. The FBI raided Trump. He did. They did uh, that. That's uh, funny. So that happened. Yeah. Oh, that's the sound he was making the whole time. He was like, oh, <laughs> he was just soy facing the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he was following them around like Tony Soprano and being like, oh, is that an Italian last name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are heading to BuzzFeed news this week. Uh, 24 very serious guesses about what Trump was hiding in his safe by David Mack. Caution, hard-hitting liberal satire coming up. <laughs> Get ready to laugh, folks. Um, so, yeah, let's let's just uh, let's let them take us through the FBI raid. Um, and I think I had an anecdote that I forgot about. Maybe I'll remember it as we uh, as we read through this. So uh, David Mack starts out here. Did you hear? Former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida was raided by the feds on Monday. Yes, Trump is under investigation for potential violations of the Espionage Act, mishandling government documents, and obstruction of justice related to a bunch of classified documents, including some reportedly about nuclear weapons <laughs> and other souvenirs he took with him when he left the White House. And people, some people think he's going to get the fucking chair for this. It's crazy that people even think he's going to get indicted, in my opinion. Some of his fans think he's going to get indicted for this. They're, like, killing themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Natezi Rand going to die. In cornfields. <laughs> uh, court documents released on Friday reveal that uh, agents took at least 11 classified documents from the compound, as well as boxes and boxes of other documents and photographs. Trump taking a picture of himself next to like an alien. <laughs> Shaking the alien's hand. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> we made a deal. I can't tell you what it is, but we made one. They <laughs> took that away from him. <laughs> He was going to release it with the guy from Blink-182 and Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. 
He's got another one with like JFK's fully embalmed body just next to the head wound, like <laughs> Thumb, thumbs up, putting his thumbs up next to the next to JFK's penis. He's wearing <laughs> Jackie Kennedy's bloodstained dress <laughs> and like doing like this in the mirror, like. <laughs> Uh, Trump himself first announced news of the FBI search on Monday, complaining specifically that the agents, whose job was to look for evidence, uh, looked for evidence by opening his safe. Quote, they even broke into my safe, he said, with seeming astonishment in a line I've been laughing about all week. I love the idea that, uh, he didn't give them the code and it was just like, you know, <laughs> zero, 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 zero or something. just... <laughs> No, I won't do it. I won't the code it was you. already in, and they just had to try and open <laughs> the safe. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't lazy. even locked. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, all that has me wondering: what exactly was in the safe? Eric Trump has said his dad didn't keep anything in the safe. But then Millhouse voice: Why did he complain about the safe? Why did he complain about the safe? And I'm not doing Millhouse voice here. I refuse. Yeah, get end. So uh, this guy was doing Millhouse voice in the mirror all week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're not hiding anything in the safe, why do you care that it was broken into? If you're not hiding anything from the police, why do you care if they're <laughs> always listening? To you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as long as you're not going to commit any crimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're if if you're not laughing already, uh, we're about to get into some freaking hilarious jokes. I did some brainstorming late on uh, late on a Friday uh, afternoon when my editor's guards were down, and I put on a call on Twitter for guesses and got more than two hundred. Thanks to those who provided their expert predictions. Here's my proposal list of items from the Trump safe, which I am expecting will be mirrored very soon in the next batch of court documents released. I can't wait to see how much. David Mack, which I imagine is a pen name to not be made fun of by us. Uh, I'll, I can't wait to see how right he's proven in the coming weeks. Number one, a handwritten list of the nuclear launch codes that he has mistakenly spelled nuclear. Let's go. He doesn't have those anymore. He gave them to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> out of context, out of context, nuclear spelled as nuclear is very funny. Yeah, actually, that's pretty cool. There we go. We're on this guy's side now. No, out of context. So just like without his writing, I like nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, a spare nuclear football that Donald Trump and Eric Trump have unsuccessfully tried to play football with. Can you guys imagine that? Why is, like... Why do the libs want to own the Trump brothers by saying they're like the three, like the two stooges? <laughs> they're just going, yow, 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 <laughs> kicking each other in the balls, rolling around, poking each other in the eyes. Yeah, accidentally dropping the nuclear football off a building. Yeah, exactly. That's funny and awesome. It's, and these are just people that drug and shoot elephants. <laughs> you yeah, can exactly. do better. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. A voodoo doll of Ron DeSantis. Uh, yeah, they probably don't like Ron DeSantis very much. Very topical. Very topical. Number four, a framed photo of him sitting in the big boy truck. What's the big boy truck? Uh, it's when he sat in the big truck and he was like, I'm having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just go away. I want to leave. I want to leave forever. <laughs> you know, my, my life used to be very good. Yeah, he's the first president with an emo streak since, like, <laughs> fucking Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number five, 
those special eclipse glasses he chose not to wear when he stared into the sun. Oh my gosh. Do you guys remember that? Whoa, dude. Good reference. <laughs> wow. Super funny. Number six, and this is in all caps with a period at the end, the orb. No, the I orb mean, is what he sent the nuclear codes into. <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly. You put, <laughs> you put your hands on the orb and concentrate. That's how you it tells you. <laughs> uh, number seven, a list of his children's names. Owned. Number eight, a bottle of bleach so he can treat COVID. I think you would keep that in the cabinet. I remember that news cycle. Yeah, and uh, Trump loves vaccines. Trump's had more vaccines than any man on earth. <laughs> yeah, Trump was actually the, Trump actually got the first monkeypox vaccine. He's like, I invented that too. <laughs> we knew about it. <laughs> Number nine, a sled from his childhood that symbolizes his youthful innocence and maternal love. So what, they're accusing him of being Citizen Kane? That is exactly what they're accusing him of. Very smart uh, reference there to a movie that is very smart. I still haven't seen that movie. He has a sled. Oh, he has a sled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number ten, those missing apprentice tapes. Oh, yeah, the tapes that purportedly have him saying the (laughs) N-word. What? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's right, what they that's claim. Dope. And it's just like, I can't believe those tapes would be that hard to get. Like, follow him through a drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll generate new tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, the man's constantly making tapes. That's a very good point. Uh, number 11, the monkey from Nope, whom he blames for the monkeypox outbreak. Matt, can you attest to this? Is there uh, a monkey in that movie? There's a, there's a chimp. Uh, that's that's like uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> well, there you have it. And uh, I love Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like this this writer's trying to be like topical, but he doesn't really make sense. And the monkey from Nope is a chimp, uh, which is an ape, so not a fucking <laughs> monkey. Fuck you, David Mack. Uh, go see Nope. It was pretty fun. Okay, pretty All fun right. movie, folks. Number twelve. Hurricane maps on which he has successfully co- colored in between the lines with a sharpie. What does that mean? Uh, it was a thing for three days on Twitter. He was using a sharpie at a conference or something. He was like writing. It just, I don't know. It was a while ago. He was like writing on a computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Cool, fun. Writing on a whiteboard with a sharpie. That's funny. Uh, number 13, a scribbled note on which he brainstormed possible 2024 running mates Kid Rock, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Vecna from Stranger Things. Let's go. What? I don't get that one. Me either. Uh, I do, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> we made you admit it. <laughs> but this this writer, I mean, I guess, I guess like, this is a BuzzFeed list, so I guess this is what they're supposed to do, but this writer really, really jamming in all the cultural references they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, every news, Trump news cycle you in can remember In between absolute fucking nostalgia for the Trump era. Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, they miss it so bad. Number 14, who's proposed contract to buy Greenland? That would have been awesome. <laughs> he should have forced Denmark to give us Greenland. We should have done, like, we should have put a fleet around Copenhagen. Hell yeah. Why not? It'd be funny. Number 15, the script for Greta Gerwig's upcoming Barbie movie. Leak it, Mr. President. Wait, why would he have that? Because uh, it's a hilarious joke. The contract to buy Greenland, I, I liked that because that's when I found out that Denmark owns Greenland. Mm. A fact I've remembered forever. There you go. This is when I learned that. Thank you, Mr. When Trump. I remembered learning that. Number 16, and check this one out, guys. His final horcrux. 
Which Let's they're go. right. Harry which... Potter. We still oh, love yeah. Harry Potter. We're ignoring all the other stuff. We're not going to BuzzFeed <laughs> Trump article without a Harry Potter reference. The writer was too lazy to like think of like what that could be, though. You know, they weren't like witches. Like, <laughs> right. They're just like bleh here. Number seventeen, a lifetime supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills bronzer. Number eighteen, a gateway into the mind of John Malkovich. That's a good movie, dude. If these are the 24 out of 200 that he picked, imagine how fucking unfunny the rest of these were. Yeah, he he probably had like 100 of these that his editors were like, no, no, (laughs) we're going to fire your ass. Number 19, the combination for the safe. That would be a hilarious thing to do. He's so owned. I mean, that's where it's most secure. (laughs) Number 20, the unreleased cut of Batgirl. He probably does have that for Robert Pattinson related reasons. (laughs) To treat you like a dog. <laughs> Number 21, P. Tape and Aid. What's up, man? P. Tape and Aid. Anyone. Anyone. Uh, P. Tape and Aid. T- Toppenod? Like... Oh, Toppenod. Oh, I thought it was like the P. Tape. Why P? I mean, I, I guess that's the reference no, but he's that he's spe- trying to make, no, but, but it's but so he's spelling stupid. P. Is that what he... This sucks. <laughs> this is like a Bart Simpson to Mo joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 22, the plans for Ezra Miller's next crime spree. He came out and apologized yeah. and said uh, it was because he was bisexual or something. Very yeah. brave. He uh, said it was because Trump was behind the scenes. Ezra Miller's just a puppet of Trump. That would ru- Ezra Miller should be his running mate. <laughs> and he's just like, it's the Flash. <laughs> he's very fast. <laughs> 23, one suit that actually fits him properly. Get his dumb ass. And it's locked in the safe. He can't get it. His body is disgusting. Too. And uh, the last one here, folks, number 24, whatever dirt he has on seemingly every other member of the Republican Party. Yeah, he has dirt on them. They don't have dirt on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, the dirt he has on them is that every single Republican voter will only vote for Trump. No matter what, like, it's a shoe in he he can make or break anyone's career. He's like some sick music producer. Or well, something. BuzzFeed News, thank you for your hard-hitting journalism of doing the exact same fucking thing Wayne that Dupree, Dupree does. Did. Yep, yep, yeah, that's <laughs> just exactly collecting right. a list of tweets and publishing it <laughs> with like a couple paragraphs. Yeah, but without crediting anyone because they yeah. didn't post screenshots. They just made it into <laughs> a list, and we're like, we did this. Yep, uh, they're like Twitter Dory. So we love we love journalism over here. We love you know real journalism that that matters uh that people uh, that people like that 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 really helps folks uh and we're going to be talking about a prolific uh uh character in the field of journalism i'd say in the last several decades one dennis prager folks and this uh, came as a surprise to me because I'm not sure if I was aware of this, but Dennis Prager has like a regular column in PJ Media. Like he writes there, I think more than twice a week. We just haven't stumbled upon it. Yeah, I don't know how that could possibly be. It comes his his article comes out the the day we record or something. <laughs> that is amazing. 
Isn't that weird? Yeah. Dennis Prager, for those of you who don't know, is one of the more uh, famous examples of the failed stand-up comedian to right-wing agitator pipeline. Wait, he was a comedian? A failed stand-up comedian. They all were, dude. He's a coffee-flavored coffee type guy. (laughs) He went on to found uh, PragerU, famous for making those annoying YouTube videos and replacing the school of hard knocks is the thing your weird (laughs) uncle says he went to college in on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Majoring in gender studies at (laughs) PragerU. So, if you're not, like, fully aware with Dennis Prager, he's like a, you know... Uh, all of what Joe just said, you know, he's a big conservative thinker or whatever. Uh, and <laughs> He's a yeah. fucking blockhead. He's a big conservative thinker, a <laughs> guy who failed to make a career off ripping off Jim Carrey <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so... Uh, I Steve just, Harvey. <laughs> I just yeah. pulled a couple uh, headlines and like quotes from some of his controversies, and honestly, in the recent past. Um, so we've got conservative radio host Dennis Prager complains, quote, the left has made it impossible to say the N-word. It's impossible now. <laughs> I'm on my plantation. The words, are com- <laughs> the word's coming out like dust. It just won't happen. <laughs> Uh, Hungary paid Dennis Prager $30,000 for an hour of appearances at far-right youth education conference. I can only imagine what he said in that speech. Like, your country has a beautiful history with the far-right. <laughs> well, this was, like, last year, too. Like, he, I, he's, like, a friend of Orban, I think. Yeah, the Hungarian thing was all, I don't know, a lot scarier before Orban came to CPAC and just, like, wore a big, like, you know, 50-gallon <laughs> hat. Cowboy hat. Yeah, and he <laughs> yeah. It's He's illegal to be gay in Hungary, and everyone clapped. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Let's go! No blue-haired feminists in Hungary. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Orban's joining the uh, the cowboy hat leaders of the <laughs> world. Uh, in a column for com, Prager wrote that Keith Ellison, uh, the first Muslim elected to Congress, quote, should not be allowed to swear on the Koran because it... Uh, because, quote, the act undermines American civilization. It's so funny to call anything American civilization. Civilization, yeah. yeah. Insane fucking quote, yeah. Um, the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra wrote an open letter protesting Dan- Dennis Prager's infinite, uh, invitation to be a guest conductor. He's just seeg-hailing <laughs> with a stick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're doing all the German greats. Over and over again, doing Wagner. I found that to be so fucking weird, and I read a little bit about it, and it was like, the conductor just, like, listens to Prager U or whatever, yeah, and he was like, on. I wanted him to come on and <laughs> conduct as a guest, which I guess is a thing. And also, Dennis Prager's a conductor. I think. I think. I don't think conductor's can... a real job. Yeah, I think anyone could go up there and point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think you, they might have to teach you like an hour, but then you could probably. <laughs> it's just do a, it. like a, it's like a seminar. Yeah, it's like what what move means what. You can go to tech school for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually got my associates in conducting. Yeah, all the guys in the conducting program were such pricks. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you think you're going to be a train conductor? You show up the first day and you're pissed. Yeah, just hand you a stick. Like, Is it too late to drop? No. I mean, yes. Uh, and pro- Have fun, maestro. <laughs> P- 
protests broke out at the University of Wyoming over an invitation to conservative radio host Dennis Prager to speak on campus. The, uni- uh, the University of Wyoming debate team will face members of the conservative student group Turning Point USA, who invited Prager to discuss the decision. <laughs> they did a debate club about it, and I don't know what the outcome was. It was conservatives versus the debate versus team. Versus the debate team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're arguing over whether or not they should have had Dennis Prager there. That's correct. And turning whether point, they were going to allow him to come speak. And turning point showed up to be like his like kid lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, the kids in suits caucus. <laughs> yes, yes. Briefcase to class caucus. <laughs> All right, and now uh, these are just a couple headlines I've pulled. These are just what he's written for PJ Media in the last like couple months. Uh, a reminder about the moral difference between the Christian and Muslim worlds at this time. Uh, that's yeah. a pro Fetterman ad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, the Christian world is rife with uh, heretics and decadence. Yeah, uh, feminism has weakened women. This is uh, an article. Is Canada becoming North America's Cuba? I'm glad conservatives are soft-launching the Canadian annexation I've been calling for. (laughs) Right, well, we got to take it first for Ireland, right? Yeah. Why you should come out of the closet with your conservative values. I'm annoying, and I'm proud. (laughs) I'm annoying, and I'm proud. (laughs) It's not, like, politics that ruins, like, family dinners. It's people reading articles like these before they go to a family dinner. Exactly. And the article that we are going to read this week, folks, Reflections on 40 Years as a Talk Show Host by Dennis Prager. I never did get around to having the animal lady come on. <laughs> yeah. My whirlwind time is the Sibian intern on Howard Stern's <laughs> show. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're, we're going to let uh, Dennis do a little retrospective here. Uh, this week marks my 40th year as a radio talk show host. I believe I have talked with, not to, with, more people than any living human being. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, all right, I guess so. That man. is just the funniest thing a person can say. Great I've, way to start I've probably talked to more people than, than anyone, anyone ever. <laughs> and it's so like conservative, like fake intellectual to be like, I speak with people, not to people. <laughs> like you get into semantics about that. All right. Yeah, it's like, listen to you, man. You speak at people. Listen to the next sentence immediately after that. Obviously, some people have talked to more people than I have. <laughs> What's up, man? What are you talking about, motherfucker? Genius writers. The Chinese head of state talks to more people in a one-minute address to his nation than I have spoken to in 40 years. That's very Don delillo <laughs> <laughs> But I cannot think of anyone alive who has talked with more people than I have. Even a therapist who has talked with 10 people a day for 40 years has talked with fewer people. Because therapists talk to the same people repeatedly. I have almost always talked with different people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, case closed. Every day I meet a new person and then I annoy them and they leave. (laughs) He really rounded out that paragraph like an eighth grader. (laughs) Yeah. And that is why I have talked to more people. Sometimes people talk to same people. (laughs) Not me. Being a talk show host has therefore given me a unique laboratory to study the human condition. (laughs) This is especially true in my case. I talk about many subjects. Politics is only one of them. 
Whenever I, you hear a conservative talking about laboratories, fucking run. <laughs> uh, I just as often talk about men and women. Rel- Salacious. <laughs> religion, happiness, children, and just about everything else of importance. <laughs> he has the most boring talk show. Yeah. Besides when he gets into men and women and it gets very Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably actually true, though. Yeah. Some guys describe sex to him every episode, and he just freaks out. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> ah, he shrieks. Yeah. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> Talks like that. <laughs> yeah, but his delivery on the radio is nowhere near as good as Steve Harvey's. No. Like, he's not, like, entertaining to listen to. No, that was his failed uh, comedy career. He marketed himself as the white Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he just went up there and he's like, the difference between men and women is that. Oh, I'm sure he was hilarious. Uh, this human laboratory has taught me an immense amount about the human condition. Thanks for that. Here are just a few examples. Number one, there are a lot of lonely people. <laughs> Eleanor Rigby. No shit, Dennis. Uh, yeah, in, in the conservative caucus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. lonely, isolated people. It's never come up, man. <laughs> Ironically, talking to so many people has made me aware how many people do not have friends. People with whom they could freely share their thoughts. No, Dennis, those are just the people who listen to your show are fucking losers who have no friends. It's so funny that they make, like, kids programming now. They think <laughs> they're going to compete with, like, uh, Elsa's Spider-Man pregnant. <laughs> it's not happening. Not for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That, Prager U has to uh, explore fan fiction. Yeah, Prager they U, really want some Prager cultural. U will never get more views from a three-year-old than Mordecai giving birth to Rigby. <laughs> will. <laughs> uh, I thought lonely people were rare. What I've discovered is that people with real friendships are rare. No wonder the UK has a minister of loneliness. Is that true? That's actually a uh, drill rapper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the minister of loneliness. (laughs) Uh, Labor as a shadow minister of loneliness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one who makes you lonely. (laughs) Number two, without without talking with so many people, I would surely be less wise. Callers and letter writers have made me a wiser person, and for this, I am in their collective debt. One of my favorite examples is the woman who called my show to discuss the topic of one of my weekly happiness hours, the second hour each Friday. Can you be happier than your than your least happy child? Can you? What do, what do you guys think? Let's, let's let's touch on parenting. Uh, I've got a pretty good idea what he thinks. (laughs) She told me, and millions of listeners, that she had a, quote, miserable daughter in her 30s, who had made her, the caller's, life miserable. But one day, she reached a conclusion. I didn't break her. I can't fix her. (laughs) I profusely thanked that caller for helping countless people at that moment, and many more who have or will hear me quote her on the radio and in speeches. So he starts this out by being like, Oh, it turns out a lot of people are lonely. What what you should do is cut off those people. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throw them to the wind. And lonely people because, are toxic. <laughs> and specifically because his audience is like old conservative people. They're yes, just like, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, throw your shitty fail kids away. <laughs> right. You're only Stop hol- inviting them to Thanksgiving. You're You're t- only holding you back from the swingers cruise. <laughs> your teenage daughter is in a bad mood. <laughs> Fuck out! Yeah. She's being a bitch. That yeah. that'll never that'll never change. You've nothing to lose but your chains, <laughs> which all children are. <laughs> Number three, 
without talking with so many people, which is exactly how we ta- uh, started the last one, I would not know which of my viewers are outliers. For example, decades, decades ago, I said I would rather my teenage son smoke tobacco than weed. Virtually no caller agreed with me then or now on this subject. <laughs> look, cigarettes look cool, okay, and uh, they're not degenerate. He said tobacco. He wants his son to smoke, like, cigars. A pipe. A, yeah, cigars and a pipe. You don't inhale it. You just um, put <laughs> gross smoke in your mouth. <laughs> you just savor it. Mm-hmm. I don't savor anything. I'm American. <laughs> I love burger. <laughs> I, Why savor it when you could just have another? I don't savor anything. My weed goes directly into my lungs along with cigars. Number four, I have learned how the how true the dictum never underestimate people's intelligence and never overestimate their knowledge is. Oh, man. Yeah. I hear that one a lot. I have spoken to any number of foolish people, meaning people with foolish ideas, but I have almost never spoken to a person I thought had a low IQ. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In other words, the problem with people's thinking is not that they lack the ability to absorb complex and deep subjects. It is that they do not think clearly. (laughs) Okay, Dennis. (laughs) All right. It's weed. It's weed. That's right. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. He prefaced this one with saying that all of his degenerate listeners smoke weed. They're all a bunch of fucking stoners. They don't want their kids to get cool cancer, like my cool son. <laughs> the annoying Republican stoner trend must be driving him insane. Oh, yes. Like, no, we're all supposed to be fancy lads. <laughs> he's, he's writing articles like the death of the bike shed and what that means for masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Young uh, boys used to be able to assert themselves as men behind the bike shed at a young age. <laughs> What do you cigarette, mean by that? With a cigarette in one hand and a knife in the other, and maybe a <laughs> cock in their mouth. <laughs> Number five, the single most important quality in communicating is being interesting. This is, ob- this is obvious when you first hear it, but if you ask someone to fill in the blank, the single most important quality in communicating is, most people will not think to say being interesting. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I like how he talks like the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is the one thing that characterizes all talk show hosts. <laughs> Spends a lot of time thinking about the things that characterize talk all show talk hosts. All talk show, left or right, whether they talk about politics, finances, sports, or anything else, they are interesting. If you are not interesting, you lose your audience, and then you lose your job. No matter how important what you have to say is, you must first hold people's interest. So he's given us some tips here for the podcast. It's all about the pizzazz. Yeah. Listeners, are you interested? (laughs) This is true regarding every form of communication. Take music, for instance. I have always wondered why I prefer one pianist's performance of a Beethoven sonata to another pianist's, or one person's conducting of a Beethoven symphony to another's. After all, they are playing or conducting the exact same notes. I'm constantly thinking about that. Yeah, it's like... What what is the difference between these two things? It's almost like I can't really tell. Yeah, and he he comes up with a really profound answer to this. Thanks to my realization of the most important quality in being a talk show host, I finally realized why I preferred one musician's performance to another. The performance I preferred held my interest more, even if I don't like the interpretation as much. 
So he was in a more like you know like being I, able to watch something mood. Yeah, I was in a better together. mood that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you, Dennis. This is it's really eye opening. Yeah, how did he have a job for forty years? Still has media? that job. Jesus Christ. He has multiple jobs. Yeah, this guy's like a media tycoon, and this is yeah. what his brain's like. Yeah, and, and this now? is Logan Roy, and he just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the second Friday of the month. It's the second hour of the second Friday of the month. Now it's time for the happiness hour. <laughs> Call in if you have any points on happiness, folks. <clears throat> they say that radio has a limited future. I've been hearing this for 40 years. <laughs> it may be true, yet the talk radio audience remi- remains many times larger than that of Fox News. Should it gradually be replaced by podcasts, it will be a loss. <laughs> as much as I appreciate podcasts and do two of my own... Hearing- <laughs> Always working. <laughs> yeah, he's really on his grind set. Hearing the voices of your fellow citizens in addition to that of the host and guests is of great importance. Though I always tell beginning talk show hosts to end calls with a certain type of caller as quickly as possible. The ones that aren't interesting. You're boring. <laughs> you're gone. You're fired. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he finished it up here. Even after 40 years, I love this job. To be able to tell millions of people what I think about just about everything and be paid well to do so is a gift. I am a lucky man, and I hope my listeners feel they too are lucky. He, but he doesn't talk about just about everything. He talks about he went over at men and women, <laughs> uh, politics, politics, uh, God and children and children. <laughs> this is your average conservative comedian's like list of bits in their thirty minute special. <laughs> so we all believe in right, God. Right, they have, right. they have five minutes on each. Right, right. <laughs> Definitely talk about people with low IQs. Uh, all right, so. <clears throat> We're going to finish this episode up here, folks, with a couple ads, of course. Uh, we got some some PJ Media-style ads for you. <clears throat> this first one I really liked. Uh, it just says, always keep bread clip in wallet when traveling. <laughs> I do. That, I'm kind of curious as to why. I might have clicked on I that. I was like, do you? <laughs> no. I believed you for a second. <laughs> Only when traveling, Joe. <laughs> I brought it with me this weekend. I didn't need it, though. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> next we have some t-shirts uh, it's an old guy wearing a shirt that says I rescue fish from water and beer from bottles me too bro another one says I am not uh, retired I'm a professional grandpa and another one says I fix stuff pretty epic pretty good pretty good <laughs> um, more t-shirts but these ones are for the ladies my sister has a pretty awesome sister I'm just saying so there's a third sister is what uh, this shirt. No, it's no, I'm are, awesome. It's are, I'm awesome. No, I think there are three sisters. Yeah, well, this is a both you know, could both could be true. Would it be funny around? to see someone wearing that shirt walking up and be like, "I'd love to meet your sister's sister." <laughs> <laughs> she seems really nice. Yeah. No, not you. <laughs> no, you're just the you're the billboard. Uh, for this third sister. <laughs> the next one is a really weird ad. Uh, this show fuses rock and roll with Broadway and takes you on an epic exploration of music. <laughs> really Sweet. Know it. Yeah. It's some guys that look like they're dressed like Meatloaf from uh, uh, Rocky Horror. They're advertising the Green Day musical on <laughs> pjmedia.com. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see the Weezer had a uh, Broadway musical and they just got kicked off Broadway because no one bought any tickets? <laughs> I did hear about that on that rules on the radio. Yeah. That's awesome. It's sort it's sort of depressing, but also like they suck. So, like. <laughs> uh, 
the last two ads here, folks. Experience luxury, and it's it's for an RV. It's for a luxury RV. <laughs> Uh, and how to build your own short-term rental business without needing to buy or own any property. I don't know what this one's about. You can rent out fucking drawers like Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right. Uh, the world of uh, advertising, trying to trick conservatives who are like already obsessed with conservative talk radio and the pull yourself up by the bootstraps mantra mm-hmm. into owning a small business through just, I don't know, stealing $10,000 from them. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, right. It's a small-time business to be stealing money from these people. No, yeah. The only comments that ever get deleted from these websites are when someone's like, Sir, I bought you the, the Donald Trump coin and they took my entire <laughs> retirement, sir. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I am still paying for it. I do not know how to cancel. Right. Yeah, why does every one of your ads give me a virus? Why is this like an illegal <laughs> streaming website? <laughs> <laughs> but he just keeps clicking the pop-ups. He's like, ooh, booze. Yeah, booze. conservatives, <laughs> exactly. They're like, ooh. Oh, no, my computer's being hacked. I have to call the Microsoft store. <laughs> All right, folks, that's all we got for you this week. Yeah. In closing, folks, thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. We'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles. Listen to me, listen to me.